The Productive Woman, Episode 26. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Once again, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to get ourselves to do the things we want to do. Uh, You'll find links and information, some additional resources and so on in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 26. And so let's get right into it. Um, And I was thinking, looking at some feedback, some emails I'd gotten from listeners and and some conversations on Facebook and really got me thinking about how one of the most frustrating things in life uh, is when we find ourselves not accomplishing something that's really important to us and we can't figure out why. Uh, Maybe it's something we really need to get done or worse, it's something we just really want to do. Whether it's, you know, we want to lose weight, but we don't. We eat the wrong things and we never get around to exercising despite all our plans. Or we want to write a book, but we never manage to finish it or, you know, start it. Uh, We want our homes to be orderly and peaceful, but we never get around to cleaning out those cluttered closets. We want uh, a promotion, but we don't do the things we need to do to get that to happen. There is a concept called resistance that author Stephen Pressfield has written about extensively in his books, a couple of them in particular, The War of Art and another one called Do the Work. And these are great. I've read The War of Art a couple of times, really, really liked it, really got a lot out of it. Do the Work, I haven't read yet, but I've heard great things about it. It's on my to-do or to-read list. But he talks about this concept of resistance, and it describes it as a a phenomenon that we have to fight against to do the things that we want to do. Uh, Particularly, he talks about it in the context of uh, creating art or doing something, you know, artistic or something new, some new challenge. Um, Pressfield actually gives resistance a personality almost. He describes it as almost this living thing. In Do the Work, he says, uh, resistance is an active, intelligent, protean, malign force, tireless, relentless, and inextinguishable, whose sole object is to stop us from becoming our best selves and from achieving our higher goals. And I just thought, you know, I read that quote and I thought, yeah, boy, I feel that. So much of what I read in The War of Art really resonated with me and my own frustrations in not doing the things uh, that, that, I mean, I really want to do. Uh, resistance, uh, this, this, this resistance to our um, accomplishing something new or trying something new or, or something important to us, Uh, They say it comes from really deep in our psyche, from an area of the brain that writers like Seth Godin refer to as the lizard brain. 
and it's something that pops up or, or asserts itself whenever we want to create something new or do something different or out of the ordinary. And, uh, um, Basically, the lizard brain supposedly is this most primitive part of our brain where the instincts that warn us of danger live. And it actually reacts faster than our conscious thought to protect us from the perceived threat of danger. And, you know, scientifically, we're talking about the limbic system of our bodies, and that's the seat of emotions and instinct and those sorts of things. There's a Psychology Today article that I read, and I'll have a link for this in the show notes as well. Um, And it said this, we all have this tendency to do what we don't want to do, and we are powerless about certain behaviors. Understanding this automatic behavior allows us to surrender to what we cannot control. It frees us to do the next right thing by staying in the present rather than worrying about the future or being shamed and experience guilt about the past. It takes practice and more practice. And that article is talking in the context of um, addictions and what it is in our brain that creates uh, this sort of addictive tendencies. But it's it's something we all, it's it's part of the brain, it's part of our limbic system that we have to struggle with when we're doing something new because that, you know, that lizard brain perceives change or something new as a threat to safety. And like I said, there are some articles in the show notes uh, that are quick, short reads, but give some background on this that I thought was really interesting. This concept of resistance even appears in the Bible. Um, You know, Romans 7.15, where the Apostle Paul said, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And um, I think most of us uh, from, from, if I'm gauging from the emails that I've received and from my own experience, most of it can, can relate to what Paul was talking about. But so, you know, there's, I've talked a little bit about some of the science behind it. This isn't a science podcast, so I'm not going to get really deep into that, but I just thought it's really intriguing that there is a scientific explanation for why it is that when we, we want so much to accomplish something or do something, what it is that stops us from doing it, why we are sometimes our own worst enemy and sabotage ourselves. So that's a little of the science. And what I thought I'd do in this episode is just spend a little bit of time looking at some of the real life manifestations of this resistance. Some of the reasons that we see ourselves not doing what we want to do and, and maybe offer some suggestions to address those reasons. And, you know, as I've said many times before, I am not an expert here. And I am hoping very much that y- you will um, s- make some suggestions and, you know, s- put some, uh, offer your own solutions or some things that work for you. Uh, because I struggle with these things just as much as you do. Um, and um, I think we all need to help each other get past it. So some of the things that, um, and a lot of these things that I'm going to talk about apply to the things we're required to do, um, things like work tasks. But for purposes of our conversation, I want to kind of focus on the things that we want to do for personal reasons, but have trouble accomplishing. And so there are a few things, and I think I, I, you know, kind of in looking at some materials and um, 
thinking through it, I came up with five or so of the manifestations or the reasons why we come up, if you want to call them excuses, whatever, the reasons that we, that interfere with us accomplishing these things that we want to do. And they're not really in any particular order, but the first one that I thought of is fatigue or lack of stamina. You know, sometimes we just are too tired to focus, it, it, you know, and sometimes it's because as we've talked in, in past episodes about some of the, um, you know, how we're so overloaded and we take on so many obligations or we have so many responsibilities that maybe we're just, we feel too tired to expend the effort to do the thing that we want to do because we've used up all our energy, all our stamina on the things that we have to do, or at least we think so. And there are previous episodes, and I'll try to remember to put a link in the show notes to a couple of them where we've talked about sort of the psychology behind that. And, you know, maybe the answer is stop doing so many things. Maybe we're taking on those extra things and wearing ourselves out so that we have a good excuse not to um, not to do the thing we, we, we really want to, but you know, the, some of the, the resolutions or the response to this fatigue, if that's the problem that's keeping you from accomplishing the things that you want to do, obviously get more sleep or better sleep, uh, you know, go to bed earlier, remove the electronics like your TV and your smartphone and your tablet from your bedroom. There, there are all kinds of, articles out there that talk about the, the, the way those things interfere with your sleep. And I talked a, a little bit in episode 25, last, the last episode, about my own experiment with this of uh, removing my iPhone and my iPad from my bedside table and how that has drastically improved my ability to fall asleep and stay asleep at night. I, I mean, honestly, I had read it, but until I actually gave up and tried it, I, I, I really, I don't think I believed what a difference it could make. And, um, you know, it means for somebody who does so much reading on my tablet, I have to, I have to, um, you know, break down and read a paper book, which I love paper books, but, you know, I'd gotten in the habit of just reading on my iPad mini. Uh, but I, I encourage you to give that a try if you're having trouble sleeping. Create an evening routine that helps you wind down and fall asleep. Sometimes getting more exercise can help us sleep better. And certainly thinking about what we eat or drink in the hours before bedtime. You know, and I'm obviously if you've got um, health issues or, you know, medical reasons why you have trouble sleeping, uh, consult your doctor and, and do what your doctor recommends. But but those are, those are some suggestions. If, if you're too tired to get things done, find ways to get more sleep. If you're, you know, sitting down to work on your project and you're not able to stick with it uh, because you're tired, well, take a break. You know, sometimes you just need to take a break, but set a time limit. You know, for 10 minutes, I'm going to get up and go for a walk, get a drink of water, maybe go outside and walk around the block, something to sort of wake myself up, but then I'm going to get back to this. And uh, also if fatigue or just a lack of stamina and the ability to stick with a project is part of the reason you're having trouble accomplishing the things you want to do, 
consider whether, you know, are there other things that you're doing that are sapping your time and energy that you could set aside for a while so that you could focus on this, this project or this, this thing that you really want to do. Um, so those are just some, some of my thoughts in dealing with the fatigue roadblock to accomplishing our, our goals. Number two is often we feel overwhelmed. We just don't know where to start. The, the project is so important to us and so big that we're, we're just paralyzed. And, you know, that, that happens to all of us. That's happened to me in a couple of different contexts. It happens to me at my day job. Sometimes when I've got a big project to do for a client, uh, it's hard to get started. And, and it certainly happened to me uh, as I've talked about in the past with, for instance, starting this podcast, something I really wanted to do and I had prepared to do and was just so overwhelmed by the, the, the concept of doing it that I didn't start for a long time. There were other reasons too, um, fear, which we'll talk about later. You know, the first step in dealing with overwhelm uh, in, in the face of a, a big project that you want to do is to, you know, break it down into the smallest possible pieces. And wh whatever that project might be, uh, I have a lot of friends who want to write a novel. And that's something I wanted to do and, and didn't do for a long time for that very reason. It was just so overwhelming to write a novel. Well, uh, ultimately, you had to realize you don't write a novel. You write a word and then another word and then another word and that becomes a sentence and then you have a paragraph and you know eventually you've you've got a book but but if you think of it in terms of I'm going to sit down and write a novel uh, it, it can it can paralyze you to the point that you never start so break it down into the smallest possible pieces um, you know, maybe the first step is to think, all right, what genre do I want to write? And think about that. And maybe the even smaller uh, piece of that is to go out and research what different types of, no of fiction uh, are out there and think about what kinds you like to read. And, you know, so anyway, then you, you choose a genre and then you choose maybe your topic and 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 you're going to uh, make a list of characters you might want to write about, and then you're going to set up the file in Word or, or Scrivener, which is what I recommend and a lot of writers use, you know, whatever. Make the decision about which, which software you're going to use to write it. That's a little tiny piece. But you can sit down with a pen and paper or a computer file and make a list of the tiniest little pieces um, that make up that, you know, writing the book or creating a piece of art, if that's what you want to do, or planning an event that you want to do, all the smallest possible pieces. And, you know, to the point where they can be done in a matter of, you know, uh, just a few minutes. And then the next step is to not overthink where is the right place to start. Just pick something and get going. There isn't a wrong place. Uh, my husband and I have joked for years that we both, are, are, our personalities are such that we are convinced deep in our souls that there is one right answer to everything and one right way to do everything. And um, we, you know, we paralyze ourselves, uh, don't start because we're afraid we're going to pick the wrong thing. And ultimately, you, the way you get your dreams fulfilled and your goals met is to start. Uh, 
So pick one of those little tiny things on your list and just do it. You know, if you're going to write a book, you've decided, okay, I'm going to write it in Microsoft Word. All right, maybe the next step is just open up a file and title it My Awesome Novel by, you know, Laura McClellan. Okay, that's, that's a step and you've done that and you can move on. Sometimes um, you can also set a timer for yourself and just say, I'm only going to work on this for 15 minutes. I picked the, you know, one of the little pieces of it. I only have to work on it for 15 minutes and then I can stop. And often once you've done that, you know, you kind of get going and you, you know, you, you look up and an hour has gone by and you've made progress on this project of your heart that you have been procrastinating on for ages. So the timer can be your friend. And the, probably the most important thing in, in dealing with this feeling of overwhelm is to give yourself permission to be imperfect. I don't know who said it. I've read it in various places, but done is better than perfect. And that has to become our motto. That That's the only way that the productive woman as a podcast got launched. I had stalled, as I've told the story before, for six months after I had my idea, my topic, my artwork, the music, every the equipment set up. I still waited six months for the perfect time to start so that I could do it perfectly. And it didn't happen until I just said, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, it's not going to be great. And it's okay that it's not going to be great. The next episode will be better. And so, you know, write this on a piece of paper and stick it in front of you, tattoo it on your arm, whatever. Our new motto is done is better than perfect. We start where, with where we are, and we can always improve as we go along. You know, uh, writers always uh, who've, who've uh, talk about Anne Lamott, who's an author who writes about writing, has written a really great book um, called Bird by Bird about the process of writing. And she refers to giving yourself permission to write, and I'm going to paraphrase because this is a, you know, this is a G-rated podcast, but what uh, she refers to as, quote, crappy first drafts. And those of you who've, who've read Anne's work know what word goes in there, but um, that's maybe the hardest thing in the world for us is to give ourselves permission to not do it perfectly. But again, what's our new motto? Done is better than perfect. All right, so that's uh, number two, which is, you know, just feeling overwhelmed and not knowing where to start. Number three, or the, the third possible manifestation or road, roadblock to getting our, our project done is distraction. Uh, you know, we just can't focus on it. And, you know, a lot of that is that resistance popping up with all sorts of ideas uh, of other things we need to be thinking about or, 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 or whatever. But there are things you can do to deal with that distraction. And, and probably the first step is to identify this, the distraction. Find out, all right, wh why am I not focusing? I've sat down to work on this project that I really care about. Why am I not focusing on it? What is the distraction? What is distracting me? And then figure out how to address it. And there are lots of different ways. Do you have too much on your mind? All right, give yourself... 15 minutes, get out a pen and paper or open a, you know, Word file on your computer and do a brain dump. Write down everything 
you're thinking about uh, every everything that's on your mind, everything that you're worrying about or trying to remember, whatever, what, all those things that are in your mind, get them written down so that it's all captured on paper. You, you, you can tell, you know, the lizard brain or whatever that uh, all those things have been safe, safely captured at, at, to be handled later at the right time and then set it aside and maybe keep that notepad nearby so that if, as you're trying to work on whatever your project is, um, distraction comes again, just take a second, jot that, that distraction down that, oh, you know, I need to get batteries for the remote or whatever it is that comes to mind, write it down and then back to work. If the distraction is your environment, um, can you change it? Can you, is it too cold, too hot? Can you fix the temperature or silence the noise that's bothering you? Move to a different place? Work at a different time of day? Are you hungry? Run and get a snack or a glass of water and then get back to work. Um, one thing that I have found works for me, and I talked about this, this was one of the tips in episode 25, but I thought it was really relevant here and it kind of becomes my tool of the week um, for this episode, and that's to try listening to instrumental music or this um, software, this Focus at Will that I talked about before, and I'll put a link in the show notes for here. It's really helping me stay on task and focused on my projects. For those of you who haven't listened to episode 25 yet, where I talked about this just a little bit, Focus at Will is a service an online service that uh, basically plays uh, soundtracks. Sometimes it's, you know, instrumental music. Sometimes it's noises. I think they have a water track, uh, uh, a water soundtrack. I've tried a couple different ones. But they're all, what's unique about them is they are scientifically designed to help your brain focus on your project. And, um, check out the link. I think it's focusatwill.com, but look for the link in the show notes. Again, those are at um, theproductivewoman.com slash 25. I've put a link to their website where they, they kind of explain the science behind how this Focus at Will service works, why these soundtracks work. And I don't know what to tell you. I, I thought it was kind of goofy, but it really, it really has made a difference for me. You know, maybe it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't know, but it works for me. And you can combine that, whether it's instrumental music or the Focus at Will uh, service, combine it with the Pomodoro approach, which is the concept of uh, when you've got a project to work on, you set a timer for 25 minutes, work in a focused way on that project without interruption until the timer goes off and then take a five minute break, get up, walk away, whatever, and come back and repeat as often as, as long as you need to, to get the project done. Um, it, it can make a difference in overcoming distraction to get your project done. Number four, the number four sort of roadblock that we deal with in getting our, our, you know, what I call the project of our heart done is fear. And, you know, maybe it's that this project is too important to us and somewhere in our soul, we, we lack the confidence that we can really do it. And that, um, you know, we think somebody's that people will laugh at us for trying, or we're afraid if we don't do it, you know, we're going to be devastated because we've dreamt about doing this. And what if, what if I don't have it in me to do it? I, I, this is a big one for me. And, um, I'm, I'm betting 
you may feel the same. So, so what do we do about this fear that stops us from doing something we really want to do? I think the first step has to be look the fear in the eye. And, and maybe the best way to do that is to journal about it. Look at it, think about it, write about it. How realistic is it? What are you really afraid of? What's the worst thing that could happen if you do this, this thing, this brave thing that you want to do, you know, sign up for a dance class and enter a dance competition or, you know, ride your horse in a horse show or whatever the things are that you want to do. What's the worst thing that could happen? And what can you do to address the reasons you're afraid? If it's that you feel like, I don't know how to do it, well, could you learn a new skill? Could you get some help or advice? Um, you know, what, what, what could you do to address whatever your fear is? But the first step, I, I, I really think, to, to dealing with this fear, I, I'm not going to say make it go away, because we're, you know, it's, I think maybe if, if what you're uh, wanting to do isn't a little bit scary, it's, it's, maybe it's not worth pursuing, you know, if it's, if it's that easy, then maybe you're not stretching yourself enough. Um, and you're certainly not going to get the reward that comes from accomplishing it in, in the face of that fear, but to get past it, to learn to live with it is, I think it starts with looking at it straight in the eye, identifying what it is you're really afraid of and brainstorming ways to address those fears. And, you know, the, the, the side piece of that is maybe find a friend or an advocate or an encourager to talk to about it. Sometimes we can't see the issue or the solution to whatever this is because we're too close to it. We're too emotionally involved. And it's it, it, getting someone who cares about us to sit down and think through it with us can sometimes give us that last boost we need to get over the, you know, get past the fear and do it anyway. And the fifth thing that I came up with, the, the that this roadblock to accomplishing our our dreams is maybe we've just forgotten why we're doing it. And the answer to that is to remember the why. Whenever you're t we're taking on a project or you know setting a goal, whatever, however you want to look at it, there should be a reason why we're doing it. And sit down and write it down. Write down all the good things that will come from accomplishing this thing you want to do. If it's, you know, I want to get healthy and so I've set this goal to run a marathon, but I never get out and, and you know, train. Um, what are all the benefits that are going to come from it? I'm going to get healthier. I'm going to live longer and be able to spend more time with the people I love. I'm going to, you know, imagine how great I'm going to feel when I cross that finish line, having done this thing that's really hard. You know, whatever, whatever is the why for you, write it down and post it up where you can look at it regularly and remind yourself, this is why this is important to me. This is what I'm going to get from accomplishing this thing. And that can help motivate us to keep on going. So those are... You know, there's so much more we could talk about on this, but I try to keep this to be a 30-minute show. And so really it comes down to thinking about 
the things that are blocking us from doing what we want to do and trying to address those things. And so what do you think? Is there, is there something you've been wanting to do and, but you just can't seem to make it happen? Can I help? Is, is there something in this episode that maybe resonated with you of, you know, that's something I can do to take the next step? Or do you, um, can you suggest something that I haven't thought of, and there's lots of those things, um, that might help the rest of us get our project of the heart accomplished? Please um, feel free to ask your questions, make your suggestions, share your struggles by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 26 and scroll down to the comment section and leave comments there. Or, you know, go to the Facebook, the Productive Woman Facebook page and uh, let's talk about it there. Uh, links for the Facebook page are in the show notes as well. So I hope to hear from you uh, about this and let's help each other get our stuff done. A couple of quick announcements before I wrap this up. One kind of exciting opportunity that has come up is the upcoming 10th Podcast Awards. And if you're on the Facebook page or... Um, it, in some other places, you, you may have seen that I posted about this. The podcast awards honor podcasts in a, a variety of different categories based on the nominations and votes of listeners. So people like you who are listening. Um, as I mentioned before, The Productive Woman is part of the Noodle Mix Network, and we would love to have your support in the podcast awards. If you're interested in supporting the, pod, the, the Productive Woman and or the other podcasts in the network, you can find out how you can help by visiting theproductivewoman.com slash podcast awards. That's all one word. And it, you can sign up there and we'll send you an email with instructions on how you can nominate um, the podcasts you enjoy, including this one if you enjoy it, and reminders on when to vote. So there'll be, again, uh, that link will be in the show notes as well. If you're enjoying The Productive Woman and you haven't already subscribed, remember you can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or on Stitcher. And I'd love it if you'd consider rating and reviewing the podcast either in iTunes or in Stitcher or both. Links to subscribe or rate and review are available in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 26. And I want to thank um, listener Karen Anders for the, the uh, really encouraging uh, review in iTunes recently. And she had this to say. She said, thank you, Laura. You are just the gal I would like to have coffee with once a week. You are transparent, real, and you have a heart that just wants to help people who are like you. I appreciate your roundedness. No floating around in the clouds with your advice that's only achievable for 1% of the population. You give good advice, tips, and, and encouragement to moms, wives, sisters like me. Keep them coming. Thank you so much, Karen. I, I don't even know how to tell you how much that means to me, and I, I really appreciate it. We had I had one other um, kind of fun... Uh, <laughs> review recently from a guy. I've had actually had a couple reviews from guys and the most recent one is from Daniel J. Lewis and you know uh, fair disclosure Daniel is uh, runs the pod the network that the noodle mix network uh, and also does some great podcasts of his own but 
He had this to say that I thought was kind of interesting. He says, Laura does a great job of sharing productivity tips. Oh yeah, and they're mostly geared for women, but that doesn't stop them from being useful. Honestly, guys, we could learn a lot about project management from the women in our lives. Husbands, this podcast could also help you understand the struggles your wives may be having to get things done. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, you might want to, listeners, you might want to encourage your husbands to listen and maybe they'll understand a little better. So thank you, Daniel, for that, uh, that nice review. And finally, it occurred to me recently that I don't think I've ever mentioned on the show that I am available to speak at your events. So women's groups, retreats, business teams, etc. I'd love to come and talk with you about productivity for busy women. So if you've got an event or a group that um, would be interested in having me come speak, send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or you can call me at 972-638-0308 and I'd love to talk with you about that. So thanks for um, for all of that. Uh, again, appreciate you being here with me. That's, that's pretty much it for this episode. I hope that there was something in it useful. I look forward to hearing from you with your suggestions and thoughts on this topic of resistance and how we can get ourselves to do the things we want to do. And I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network, a network of podcasts on a variety of topics. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.